Alrighty. <coughs> Leave it alone. That's fine. We want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're grateful to everyone that's here today. And we look forward to sharing with you the things that uh, the Lord have laid on my heart to share. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to the 12th chapter of the book of Romans. We're going to read a very uh, familiar passage of scripture. And my prayer is, is that we will sincerely get an understanding of why uh, this is important. So many people today, uh, they live their life and try to live for the Lord and they disregard certain things and they have no idea uh, the importance of it. Uh, anybody that's worked a long math problem, you know, if you take one part of that equation out of the problem, then you will not get the answer that you're supposed to get. And this is one of those pieces of the equations of the kingdom of God that so many people fail at getting to the place where the Lord wants them to be uh, because they uh, disregard these scriptures here that we are about to read. So if you have your Bibles, the 12th chapter of the book of Romans, we're going to read, start reading at verse 1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies. Does everybody see that now? You see what you're supposed to do? You, you present your bodies. Look what it says. A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So it is reasonable for you to present your bodies. That's reasonable. This is not something strange. You presented your body as a sacrifice to the devil when you were living for him. You yielded your members as instruments of unrighteousness when you were living for him. And so God expects no less <laughs> from you. He expects you to present your body as a, uh, as a living sacrifice. Does everybody understand now? Now, verse 2 is the part that we really want you to pay attention to. He says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Let me make this clear, uh, brothers and sisters. It is impossible to be saved and to live holy. It is impossible to go to heaven if you have not been transformed. And it is impossible to be transformed if you have not renewed your mind. And one of the reasons why so many people today have an issue with the things of God. So many reasons, one of the reasons why so many people today, they even come to this ministry, people sitting here today, you have to fight them to just show them one idea. Just, just, you have to really, really hone down on them just to, just to try to prove this point. 
And you have to really back them down to, to, to just get them to accept what they should accept by faith to begin with. One of the reasons why is because their minds have not been renewed. And so because their minds have not been renewed, they have not been transformed. And so to them, it is strange living in the kingdom of God where we walk on our feet and not on our hands. Does everybody understand? It's a strange thing to them. What do you mean? You know, so we, we preach the righteousness of God. We preach these things the way that God tells us to preach them. And these things are strange to them. And some of them have even got enough sense to just be quiet. When something controversial come up, I'm going to just be quiet. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let anybody know that y'all are upside down to me. I'm not going to let anybody know how crazy and backwards y'all are. <laughs> so we live in two different kingdoms. And I'm telling you, the kingdom I live in is right. And wh if what I'm preaching to you is strange, it's because you're the one upside down. God's not crazy. The world is. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? And he make no apologies for it. <laughs> and so one of the, the biggest problems among so-called believers is that they refuse to renew their mind. They refuse. And because they refuse, and, and, and it's, a, it's a dangerous thing to refuse to renew your mind and then still try to live for God. You're going to be disappointed somewhere. Somewhere it's going to cost too much. <laughs> Does everybody understand? Somewhere it's not going to make sense to you, and you're going to run out of gas. And God's going to make sure of it. Listen, God is obligated. when Before people go to hell, God is obligated for them to know they're going there. He's obligated to make sure they understand. If this word is preached right, listen. If that Holy Spirit is living on the inside of us, he lives in us, and he's the one that moves and functions and get us to do what we're supposed to do. But to somebody that's outside of that kingdom, they don't understand it. They don't understand how people can suffer and take it patiently. That's what makes them have so much fight on the inside of them. Just any little thing that looks like it's injustice, they ready to go to hell behind it. That's, that's somebody whose mind have not been renewed. Does everybody understand that? And we're going to show you, and we're going to give you some examples. We're going to show you an example of what it looked like when somebody don't have a renewed mind. I'm telling you, you will not last long trying, and I say trying, to live for God when your mind is not renewed. Everything that looks like God is going to bring you sadness. Every command that God gives you is going to look like turmoil and going to look like impossibility. And at some point, you're going to get tired of fake smiling around the saints. <laughs> Does everybody understand it? And I'm telling you, when you chase it all the way back down, it comes down to an unrenewed mind, a carnal mind. Does everybody understand now? And so God is here today to tell you, you ain't got the fake smile no more. It ain't like he don't know. You ain't got to pretend to go along to get along. 
You can get it on this train like the rest of us did. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? You, you know, we preach this, and we talk about this in fellowships, uh, behind closed doors, and we say, you know, you sisters, if, if you've gotten, you know, your heart broke, you broke your own heart. Any man that broke your heart and you didn't bring him to your daddy and, and get your daddy's approval, that's your fault. And the only ones that's got a problem with that is the ones with an unrenewed mind. They're going to still be 50, 40 years old jumping out of windows to date somebody behind people's backs. Still bringing the same pain to themselves and not realizing they're the cause of it. Your disobedience is meant to bring you pain. But if you don't ever learn that lesson, you're going to keep repeating the same behavior. In the Bible, before a woman married, her daddy had to give her away. He had to approve of these relationships. But see, not so today with all of these grown people. I'm grown so I can do what I want to do. Except God has a way to let you know you ain't in control of nothing. You grown, make him love you. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? You grown, just push all that hurt out of your heart and see how far you go. Or you could have a renewed mind and admit, you know what? I was doing it wrong when I was not saved. I was doing wrong when I didn't know any better. And I brought this upon myself. I have nobody to blame but me. And so we start there. Nothing in the kingdom of God make any sense to you when your mind has not been renewed. Because God's kingdom is, is completely opposite of the kingdom of darkness that you grew up in. So let's read verse 2 again. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So to, in other words, that you may live what is good and acceptable and perfect. But you can't live those three things if your mind have not been renewed. Does everybody understand that? And so you know what that means when, when, when we're talking about a, uh, uh, having your mind renewed? Uh, that means you got to reject your old mind. And that's what pride don't want to do. Pride don't want to lay it down. Pride says uh, it, it couldn't have all been wrong. It couldn't have all. You can't tell me that all, my whole life was jacked up. I don't believe that. <laughs> it was. It was. I don't care how many good decisions you think you made. If you made them without God's consent, you were still wrong. I don't care what kind of fruit you think came out of it. Does everybody understand that? I'm telling you, we have to accept that. Everything we did outside of God was wrong. But see, if we're still living in the flesh, then we think, well, it felt good, so it couldn't have been wrong. The Bible says sin has pleasure for a moment. But 
But you wait until chlamydia show up three days later. Does everybody understand now? So, no, you, you can't judge pleasure. <laughs> you can't judge it by that. Our minds have to be renewed if we're going to walk in the things that God have called us to walk in. Let's go to the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians now. Not only do we have to renew our minds and be, so that we can be transformed, Let's start reading at verse 17, Ephesians 4, 17. says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth, in other words, from now on, walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of where? Having the understanding darkened. Everybody see that? Do you know before you came to Christ, your understanding was darkened? Do you know even after you come to Christ, if you don't renew your mind, your understanding is still going to be darkened? It'll be people sitting right on side of you, understand everything I'm saying, and you'll be sitting there trying to figure out what in the world is he talking about? Do you know your understanding being darkened is your choice? Do you know this word of God is meant to be accepted by faith? Yeah, it's meant to be accepted by faith. Does everybody understand that? And faith bypasses your understanding. The Bible says through faith, we know how the worlds were framed. The worlds were framed. We have this understanding because of it through by faith. We believe that. Does everybody understand that? And we depend on it. You know that, don't you? This world was framed by faith, and you got faith because you depend on this world being framed by the words of God. How many of you ever wore a cap on top of your head? Why you didn't put it on the bottom? Why you, why you didn't put it on your feet? Did you, did you strap a string to that, cop, to that cap? No, because you know by the words of God that gravity is part of what framed this world. So you believe in gravity. That's why ain't nobody getting by. That's why there are no excuses. You believe the works of God every day. <laughs> you stake your life on it. You stake your life on it. You make decisions based off of gravity that God had formed. You know it, don't you? This whole world is based on God. How many of you have ever stepped on a scale? So how do you know how much you weigh if you're not dependent on the gravity of God? Can't nobody, and it's not one person in this world that can say they fat or skinny without gravity, the creation of God, proving it. You depend on that frame every single day. Before you were saved, 
And then after you get saved, all of a sudden, you don't have faith. <laughs> Does everybody understand now? So this takes a, a mind renewal. So let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 18, have the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. Everybody see that? When you don't renew your mind, you are alienated. You are separated from the life of God. You can't enjoy it the way other people enjoy it. Because it's strange to you. You don't understand what all the hoopla is about. Look at that. Through the ignorance that is in them. Does everybody understand that? So what keeps people from renewing their minds? The ignorance that is on the inside of them. The stuff that they refuse to let go of. Listen, you can't hold on to the kingdom of darkness and then the kingdom of God makes sense to you. You cannot do it. If All it takes is for you to hold on to one mindset. One wrong mindset will upset everything that God is trying to show you. Does everybody understand that? If we worked out a math problem from this wall to the other wall, if we took out one thing, we'd come up with the wrong answer every single time. One wrong mindset is all it takes for you not to be finished in God. You'll live, you'll spend the rest of your life trying to work that math problem out and it'll never equate to what it's supposed to equate to. And I'm telling you at the door of it, at the very beginning of it, is a, a renewed mind. If your mind, you have to at least be willing to accept, you know what, my mind was junk before I came to God. And if you're not willing to accept that, nothing will make sense to you. It, it just will not make sense to you. One of the issues that we've run into with people, even in this ministry, is the grown people. They groan. And they have an issue with authority. And you've heard me say it before, if I was born before you, I'm better than you. That means it's meant for me to, te to, to pass on something to you. Now the devil got a problem with it. <laughs> and I don't care. If I was born before you, I know more than you, and, and that lets me know it's meant for me to pass something on to you. And I don't care how grown you are and how many bills you pay, you can't call me out. Now get over it. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> My righteousness is of God. And I, and I don't need your approval. Does everybody understand that? You know this Bible says rebuke not an elder. That's for all of us grown folks. Rebuke not an elder. So we see that God has a protocol. There's a pecking order. But if if we if we grown if we grown we don't understand that. I don't you know he put his pants on the same way I do. 
How many of you ever seen me put pants on? You don't know how I put my pants on. <laughs> Does anybody understand that? <laughs> and I'm just listing that as an example of how our minds have to be renewed if we're going to receive anything from God and if we're going to grow in God. Let's go ahead and keep reading now. Look what it says, verse 18. Having the understanding dark and being alienated from the life of God. Does everybody see that? There is a life of God that he intends for you to live. But if you don't renew your mind, you're going to be alienated from it. It's going to be impossible for you to live that life. Does everybody understand? Look what he says. Through the ignorance that is in them. Why? Because of the blindness of what? Because of the blindness of their heart. And here's the question you have to ask yourself. If this is still strange to you, now, you, you know, I don't care how you sit here and try to fake and pretend like you're really agreeing. You, there's some people here that don't agree. I know that's the truth. But this, here's what you have to ask yourself. What is it that's blinding your heart? What is it that you're holding on to that's contrary to the ways of God? What is it that's in your mind that's keeping your mind from being renewed according to the, to the Spirit? something there the only way my mind don't get renewed to the things of God is if I'm trying to hold on to something that's contrary the only way I'm alienated from the life of God is if I tell God no I'm going to hold on to this mindset because this makes more sense to me than what you're trying to tell me Anybody that come to God, the first thing he, he does for that person is renew your mind. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. That's the first thing he does is he's, he begin to work on that mind. Let's get why, because he knows your body follows your mind. It ain't no using him telling you to stop sinning if you don't see sin the way he sees it. You know, we, me and Brother Harold, we did the broadcast last Friday, a couple of days ago. And, and you know, he had texted me saying people just, uh, they really have a problem with, you know, that idea of being perfect. He said, it, it, it's folks that's, it, that's, <laughs> that's got an issue with it. I said, I know. That's because people's mind don't want to be renewed. Even though the Bible tells us to be perfect, people refuse it. That shows you, and, and then going to try to live for God. I'm going to try. I'm going to tell you, you're going to fail. Because you can't live for God rejecting what he tell you. <laughs> so you see, you ain't got to understand, and that's, that's people's problem. I, I got to understand it first. If I understand it, then I can live it. Or you can just walk by faith like this Bible tell you to. The just live by faith, not by understanding, by faith. All right, verse 19. It says, who being past feeling have given themselves. Everybody see that? So this shows you where this unrenewed mind takes you. The past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness. Everybody see? In other words, a license to sin. That's what that's what we get our word license from. There a sin entitlement. 
That's what that word lasciviousness means. I can do what I want to do and excuse it. That's what lasciviousness is. To work all uncleanness with greediness. Everybody see that? And so this is why a lot of times when we're in fellowship, people confessing the same stuff over and over and over again. Same stuff. They've, because they've given themselves over to lasciviousness. You're going to repeat the same cycle over and over again until you allow God to renew your mind. That's what brings that cycle about. That's what makes people give themselves over. And usually it's the same thing. I'm, I'm the Lord still working on me to help me crucify my flesh. My question is this. How many times did the Lord have to crucify his? He only do, had to do it. You only got to die one time. Just die and get it over with. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> but look at what it says, verse 20. But ye have not so learned Christ. Everybody see? So he, now he's talking about the different ways to learn them. He said, this isn't what we've taught you. You know how to do it. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. Everybody see that? That old man is corrupt. Yeah, he, he's a corrupt somebody. You, you can't trust anything he say. You, you can't trust him. I'm talking about you as an individual. You can't trust your old man. That's what got you in a mess in the first place. Did everybody see that? Verse 23, look what that says now. And this is the reason why we come here. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Does everybody see that? So do you know what that means? Some people can have their mind renewed and don't like it. If this is what it takes to be saved, I guess I dis I'm going to have to do it. But look at what Paul, he goes a step further here in the book of Ephesians. He says, not only to be renewed in your mind, but be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Have a good attitude about it. Act like your old mind wasn't any good. Does everybody understand that? In other words, don't just live for the Lord because you want to go to heaven. You shouldn't go to heaven depressed. I'm telling you, there's a reason why people don't have joy serving God. Because their minds have not been renewed. Does everybody understand that? I don't know about you, but for me, living for God is not a burden. That's my life. I can have church 24-7. It wouldn't bother me a bit. I don't, feel, I don't ever feel like God is taking up too much of my time. <laughs> but if my mind haven't been renewed, I, I, I might have joy for the first hour of church. And if I'm real spiritual, the second hour. But that third hour, you just, you pushing it now. Y'all know what Baptist churches start doing when they ready to go home. Well, <laughs> they try to get the preacher crunk up. 
I, I've been in Baptist churches and preaching. They start doing that, and I have to stop. No, I don't do that. I'm just, we're going to dismiss when the Lord say. But if you listen carefully, listen to the, some of those old messages. I'm in those old Baptist churches. They, they'll start up trying to get me crunk. Now, I don't get crunk. Not like that. <laughs> no, I don't sing and preach at the same time. <laughs> So this Bible tells us to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. That means we be renewed with the attitude of having a renewed mind. Because that's what's going to make it last. You can make up your mind, okay, I'm going to renew my mind, but if you don't have a good attitude about it, it's not going to last. Does everybody understand that? You got to enjoy the ride. Let's read verse 24. And that ye put on the new man. Everybody see that? Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. I can't express this enough. It's very important that we follow this. That we allow the Lord to renew our minds. Because if we don't. Eventually, we're going to stop living for the Lord. Listen, anything you're not happy about is not going to last. Uh, that's, 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 that's guaranteed. Anything you're not happy about is not going to last. I don't care how long you pretend. That you can pretend for 20 years, and, and, and the 21st year, you're going to be mad that you were a fool for the, 21st, for the 20 years. Everybody understand that? So no, God does not want us faking it until we make it. You can really be happy serving him. <laughs> and this is the thing you have to ask yourself today. And be honest with yourself. You know, answer in your heart. Am I really happy serving God? Now listen, what's preached here is serving God. I'm not talking, you can go to any church, I ain't going to preach a thing. And, 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 you know, they'll make you comfortable in your sin. So you don't have any gauge there because you're just living the same life to begin with. But here we have a standard. And ask yourself that question. Am I really happy serving God? And if you can answer, no, I ain't always happy serving God, then I'm going to tell you something is wrong. I'm going to tell you, your mind have not been renewed. I'm telling you, if you crucifying your flesh and you doing the things that God have told you to do, if that's a burden to you, I can tell you that your mind have not been renewed. And you don't have to go on pretending <laughs> like everything is okay. Does everybody understand? Let's go look at something real briefly. Let's go to the book of John, the 16th chapter. You know, I think about when, when we're young and we're still trying to quote unquote find ourselves. You know, we can go from job to job trying to find ourselves. How many of you ever worked a job that you were not happy at? Just, just too much on you, too much stress, too much whatever. And how many of you quit the job 
because you were not happy. When you went to your next job, did you figure out it was a job too? <laughs> it's all a job. <laughs> so then, what's the answer? <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Having a renewed mind? Lord, help me. Give me the strength to endure what I need to endure here. That's the renewed mind. That's the prayer to pray. Because everywhere you go is a job. Everywhere you go, you're going to have some old boss trying to tell you what to do. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? So isn't it all a job? And I'm trying to show you the life we'll live if we don't renew our minds. We'll never be settled anywhere. We'll keep going from place to place, not just from job to job, but just in life. We'll keep getting new stuff, trying to find something new, always looking for the new thing, the latest thing to, for, to bring happiness. Because we're not satisfied. And we're not satisfied because our minds have not been renewed. Does everybody understand that? All right, so is everybody there? The 16th chapter of the book of John. All right, let's start reading at verse 12 now. Look at what he says. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Isn't that something? Now that says a lot. He's talking to men who have healed the sick, raised the dead, cast out devils. And what he's saying is, I got some stuff I, I want to tell you, but you can't handle it. Isn't that something? It's something that they can, they can handle so much of God's word that they can heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out devils and heal the lepers and all of that. They had enough word in them to do that. But he's saying, you're not mature enough just yet to be able to hear everything I got to say. Isn't that something? Let's go and keep reading now. How be it, when he, the spirit of truth, is come... He will guide you into all truth. Everybody see that? For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine, therefore said I, that he shall take of mine, and shall show it unto you. A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father. Then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us? A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me. And because I go to the Father. They said, Therefore, what is this that he saith? A little while. We cannot tell what he saith. I wonder why. I wonder why. I don't understand. You know why? Because minds have not been renewed. Does everybody understand that? Verse 19. Now Jesus knew that they were des desirous to ask him and said unto them, Do ye inquire among yourselves of what I say, of that I say it? Everybody see that? And you know that's what people will do? 
The only way you know they didn't understand and they didn't receive it is when they're acting a fool the next week. Because they ain't going to ask, I don't understand. What, what do you mean by that? No, I'm going to just pretend I understand and just try to live and just carry this out. Everybody see that? So the Lord just took it a step further. He understood. They wanted to ask. Does everybody understand? Let's go ahead and keep reading now. He says, do ye inquire among yourselves of what I said? A little while and ye shall not see me, and again a little while and ye shall see me. Verily, verily, I say unto you that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful. Let me stop right there. How do you know if you have a renewed mind? Do you, the question is this. Do you have joy when serving God? That is your litmus test for a renewed mind. Do you have joy in the things of God? Does everybody see that? Look at what he says. Verily, verily, I say unto you that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into what? Now you pay attention to how he said that. Notice he didn't say that your, your sorrow will be replaced by joy. Did y'all notice that? He didn't say, I'm going to replace your sorrow with joy. He said, your sorrow will be turned uh, into joy. I'm going to take the same thing that made you sorrowful. I'm not going to replace it. The thing that made you cry before is going to make you rejoice. So in other words, I'm not interested in making your life easy so you can be happy. You're going to learn to rejoice when trials and tribulation come. But this is a result of having a renewed mind. That's the reason why it's important to have a renewed mind. Because if you don't, you're going to be depressed all the time serving God. You're going to always be waiting on a breakthrough. The breakthrough ain't on the outside of you. It's right here. When he can break through that skull and convince it. You seeing that wrong. I didn't send this or allow this to make you cry and get you depressed. Everybody understand now? Now so you understand what he meant when he said, I will turn your sorrow into joy. I will turn it into joy. I'm not going to replace it. I'm going to turn it into joy. So you'd be glad to crucify your flesh. When the Lord tell you to get up and do something, you, you, you ain't going to have to pray about it. You're not going to have to whine about it. You're going to be glad that the Lord even told you to do something. Lord, you're talking to me? Well, let me hurry up and get this done. You're going to look at the commandments of God as an opportunity. Does everybody understand now? <laughs> 
then he goes on. You see the grace of God there now. He goes on to explain. He, he don't just leave it out just hanging out there and there's, you come up with your own example. He gives us an example. Look at what that says. A woman, when she is in travail, hath what? What does she have now? How many of you know about travailing? How many of you ever pushed the baby out? Pushed it out? I don't mean cut, pushed. So you understand what travail is, don't you? And I understand some of y'all were cussing during this travail. <laughs> Are you still cussing? What caused the travail? What caused it? The little baby. Does everybody understand that? All of that pain, all of the stuff that women go through during pregnancy, it is not joyous to them. But at some point, that sorrow turns into joy. And you even give it a name. <laughs> you care so much about it. <laughs> Does everybody understand now? So did the Lord, when you were travailing, did something else come out? Or was it the same baby that was causing you to travail? The same baby, wasn't it? The same little creature that caused you sorrow. Does everybody see that now? So you see how he turned sorrow into joy? Now here's the thing. Some, some women, they get so good at having babies, they rejoice the whole time. You think about all of that pain you went through. Now, just to prove a point, think about all the pain you went through delivering that child, all of those hours of labor, all of that flipping over and getting on your elbows and knees and then getting on the ball and rolling around and all of that stuff. <laughs> After you had your baby and your husband wanted to come onto you again, did you say, no, absolutely not? Are you crazy? I went along with us naming that sorrow. You forgot all about it. That's the grace of God. And that's the way it is in life. You can learn to be joyous even through what's supposed to make you sorry. Why? Because I know the outcome and it is worth it. <laughs> Does everybody see now? But see, if I don't have a renewed mind, when it comes time to, before it comes time to push, I'm eight months in. I'm going to be looking up new cuss words to see. Because I know this ain't going to be right. Or I can know this is a part of life. And the same thing that made me cry 
made me hurt can also make me laugh and make me rejoice. Does everybody understand that? If my mind is renewed. Does everybody understand? Look at what he says now. Verse 21, a, a woman, when she is in travail, hath sorrow because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. Everybody see that now? And here's the thing. Some of us have been living for the Lord 5, 10, 15, 20 years and still ain't finished birthing out the baby. Still ain't finished. Still ain't let God turn that sorrow into joy. Why? Because our minds have not been renewed. So we have to go on in life trying to pretend you know, it's somebody, okay, I'm supposed to be happy because I'm pregnant and I'm pushing the baby. I'm okay, I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy. See? Or you could do what the Lord tell you to do. Flip over on your back and push. You, you ain't got to be in labor from here to eternity. Just do what he's telling you to do. Flip over and push. Does everybody understand that? Verse 22, and ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. So how do you know when it's the real joy of God? Can't nobody take it from you. Does, does everybody understand what that means? See, a lot of times in our worldly thinking, we think, well, you know, I know you just come up and in my face. You come in my face and you trying to tell me something. You trying to take my joy, but devil, you a lie. That's not what that means. That means no situation, no situation will take your joy. Not just somebody coming up in your face. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? <laughs> and in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you does everybody see that now so you see how renewed minds is also what leads to answered prayers let's show you an example of that real briefly the Lord say the same let's go to the 22nd chapter of the book of Luke Is everybody there? The 22nd chapter of the book of Luke, and we're going to start reading at verse 31. It says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. Everybody see that? And when thou art converted, strengthen 
thy brother. Now, you know that had to be hard on the ears of Simon. Notice what he called him there. What did he call him? Wait a minute. What was the name he gave him? What was he doing? I'm talking to that old man. I'm talking to the old man. Does everybody understand that? And look at what else he says. When you're converted, he was letting them know, yeah, you healed the sick, you cast out devils, you've done all of that, but you're still not converted, Peter. Look at what he says. When y'all are converted, strengthen who? Do you know you don't do anybody any good not being converted? You don't do anybody any good. Verse 33, and he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. Everybody see that? That's everybody's war cry. He really believed what he said. He really believed what he said. And that's the problem with the unrenewed mind. It thinks it's stronger than what it is. It thinks that it can bear everything that it can't. Do they understand that? Verse 34, and he said, I tell thee who? <laughs> the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt den thrice deny that thou knowest me. Everybody see that? All right, let's jump down to verse 47 now. And while he yet spake, behold, a multitude, and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? When they which were about him saw what he would, that what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And one of them, the servant of the, smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. Who was that? Who did it now? Peter did it. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far? And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said unto the chief priests and captains of the temple and the elders which were come to him, Be, be ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves. When I was daily with you in the temple, ye stretched forth no hand against me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Everybody see that? Verse 54. Then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And Peter followed where? Uh, far off. And that's what people follow. That's how far away people are with those unrenewed minds. Way back somewhere. Alienated from the life of God. Go ahead and keep reading. And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly look up, looked upon him and said, This man was also with him. And he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a little while, another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And about the space of one hour, 
after another confidently affirmed, saying, Of a truth, this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately while he yet spake, the cock crew. Listen. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept how? That's because Peter thought he was in a place that he was not. Could you imagine how they don't understand what's going on, his disciples? Minds have not been renewed. They believe this is the son of God. They believe he has all, all power. And yet there he is yielded to the kingdom of darkness. What kind of sense does that make? That I'm going to let trouble come my way. <laughs> I'm a child of God. I ain't got to suffer. I ain't got to go through nothing. I ain't what you talking about. Let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 63. And the men that held Jesus mocked him and smote him. And when they had blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, saying, Prophet, who is it that smote thee? Could you imagine? Peter's watching all of this afar off. You know what he's thinking? Why don't you do something? Do something to prove I've watched you walk on water. You allowed me to do it. You've healed the sick. You've raised the dead. You've cast out devils. It don't make any sense to me that you're yielding yourself like that. All of that power. Why are you letting people punch you in the face and mock you? You're the son of God. That's what the unrenewed mind thinks. They think power is for the display of the world. They think power is to prove who they are. Does everybody understand that? If he would have displayed his power in those instances, the devil would have won. When you decide to talk back to authority, the devil have already won. Did you see what the Lord said? This is the devil's hour. I'm going to give it to him. And I'm telling you, when we're going through life, that sometimes that's what we have to reason. It's your turn, devil. And God is going to prove that I really belong to him in this instant. That's the only way it can be proven. If the devil has an hour in our life. Listen. If God ain't tired of the devil, who are you to be tired of him? The devil exists for a reason. Not for you to duck and dodge everything. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? We see a very vivid conversation in the book of Job that the devil has with God. Let me get a hold of one of yours. He's yours. Just don't take his life. Now, who are we 
to stump around and saying, I ain't, well, you know what, that devil, you ain't got no right. He does have a right. <laughs> does everybody understand that? And you'd be a fool to think you can just, just, you just supposed to live an easy life and the devil ain't supposed to come for you. Does everybody understand? At some point, you got to grow up. You got to snap out of that, thinking that, that everything that's bad happening to you, you can just, just get out of it some kind of way. That's what flesh want to do. Some things, listen, brothers and sisters, you're going to have to go through. So the Lord told Peter, when you are converted, strengthen your brothers. Isn't that what he told them? So you see Peter on this side of the mind, with his carnal mind, Lord, I'll die for you. First he calls the Lord a lie. You're wrong. I'm, you know, you don't know me like you think you do. I'm telling you, it's more in me than what you, I got all kind of potential. I got so much, so much potential, I can call God a lie. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? That's, that's something. That I, that's one of the biggest mistakes so-called believers make, thinking that they know themselves better than God do. That's one of the biggest mistakes. You, you Listen, I have to correct people all the time, all the time. And one of the biggest <laughs> obstacles that I run into is people believing that they really know themselves. And so when you come with correction, it's like they, they, they think, well, who are you? You only doing that with a bad heart. You don't know me. Your fruit testify of who you are. Your fruit. Does everybody understand that? All right, so now let's go to the fifth chapter of the book of Acts. Let's see if Brother Peter got converted. So in the, in the chapter and book that we just read, we saw him running away from something because of his mind. Is everybody there? The fifth chapter of the book of Acts. So here we see, in this chapter, we see Ananias and Sapphira drop dead because of them lying to the Holy Ghost. You see, unconverted. We see mighty miracles done. We see, if you read on down, you'll see that this is the chapter where people had so much faith in the healing power of God that they would bring their loved ones on stretchers and lay them in the street right at the edge so when Peter walked by, his shadow might heal them. Does everybody see that now? All right, so now let's start reading at verse 17. Then the high priest rose up, and all they, that, all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles, and put them in the common prison. Everybody see that? But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors, and brought them forth, and said, Go, stand, and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, 
they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest came, and they that were with him, and called the council together, and all the senate of the children of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. Everybody see that? Verse two, let's jump down to verse 27. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in his, this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Everybody see that? All right, let's jump down to verse 40 now. Now, of course, Gamal, he ends up speaking up and basically telling them, you know, if this is of God, you ain't going to be able to stop it. If it is not, it'll fall by the wayside, just like the other ones have. But if it be of God, you're not going to be able to stop it. And so verse 40, he says, and to him, they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and what? What did they do now? What did they do? What did they beat them with? Right there. What you say hanging on that wall. So this wasn't with a belt. It was, it was called the cat of nine tails. It was nine belts in one. With bone fragments in it. Everybody see that? That there is a direct replica of it. Bone fragments. If you look at that, it's got bone fragments in it. <laughs> it's got glass in it. And there are hooks. They, they gave you 39 lashes because the 40th one would kill you. So they timed it out. We want to beat you almost to death. When they got done getting whipped, rib cages were shown. You could see bones. That's what the hook was for. The pull, the pull, to fillet them, to pull back their flesh. To pull back the skin and the top layers. The glass was meant to cut what was under those layers. That's what those men got whipped with. I'm trying to paint a vivid picture for you. Does everybody understand that? So we don't think it was just a day in the park like some of us whoop our children. <laughs> Look at what he says, verse 40. And, when they, uh, and to him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, doing what now? What were they doing? Rejoicing with rib cages shown to the public. You know why? Because their minds have been renewed. Every piece of skin, every fillet of skin that you've pulled out of my 
off, off of my body is just an extra jewel in my crown. That's the way they saw it. You, you see in what we just read there, in the previous book, what happened? Peter was running from his beating. He was running from the suffering because his mind had not been renewed. He couldn't find joy in that at all and couldn't understand why the law was sitting there letting them mistreat him. That was puzzling to him. And then here they get thrown in prison and the angel break them out of prison, sets them free and then tell them, go right back to the same temple where they arrested you at the first time and preach. Did they say, no, we can't go back there. They're going to come and they're going to find us. It's going to be worse for us. No, they went right on back there preaching. Got arrested again. And this time got beat. Did they have a pity party? Did they think, whoa, it's me. I, I can't believe, Lord, here I am preaching your word and this the way you treat me? Look at what they did. Verse 41, and they departed from the presence of the council doing what now? Rejoicing. Why? That they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. You see what that renewed mind will do for you? The same thing that made you cry and made you mad before, you'll be happy about it later. The same stuff that you were trying to avoid because flesh didn't want to go through it, you'll run right to it. Do they understand that now? But that takes a renewed mind. They, they could care less about suffering for the name of, so who wants to do that? Are you crazy? That's crazy. I'm going to be happy because I'm getting beat. No, you're a cult. Does everybody understand that? Who else was doing miracles, though? Who else's shadow could walk past people and heal them? That's what a renewed mind would do. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> and look what it says. And daily in the temple, in every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Everybody see that? They kept going back for more beatings. They didn't say, okay, so God, you, okay, so we rejoicing now, but right now we're going to take a vacation. We're going to settle down. Let all this die down first. No, we were doing it every Sabbath day. Now we're going to do it every day in temples, in people's houses, everywhere. People will allow us to come. We're going to preach this name. You see the difference there? And they were genuinely happy and rejoicing to be able to suffer for that name, to be counted among the prophets that died for that name. To be numbered among them. Everybody see now. So you may say, well, so how do I psych myself up? What's the, what's the purpose? What do I get out of this? <laughs> Because, you know, that's the way people live. If it don't benefit me, I don't want no part of it. That's, that's the way we live. If I, well, so what's, what's in it for me? Is my name going to get put in the book somewhere? 
What accolades do I get for serving God? The Bible is done. Ain't nobody writing that no more. So what do I get out of it? Let's go to the same author here. Let's go to the same man who we're talking about, Peter. Let's go to his book, 1 Peter, the fourth chapter. We'll tell you what you what 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 why it benefit you to renew your mind. The fourth chapter of the book of First Peter. And we're going to start reading at verse one. Look at what it says there now. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same what? What mind? That renewed mind. For, listen, now this is the benefit for you. For he that has suffered in the flesh has what? Ceased from sin. That's what you get out of it. You get to stop sinning. So you see why an unrenewed mind can't stop sinning? Because they don't see the benefit of suffering. It's got to cry out and wail and moan every time it's time to do something for God. Every time I got to crucify my flesh in something. You want me to shut up when somebody's talking to me? Let me ask you this is that like getting licked 39 times with something like that that's easy <laughs> that's the way I look at it I'll shut up if I ain't got to get beat 39 times with something like that at least I'm gonna walk away with my flesh still intact does everybody understand that I'm telling you, I, <laughs> our challenges, brothers and sisters, are not the same challenges what that they faced. And, but yet, we want to we wanna walk on water. Lord, use me. My boss said something ignorant yesterday, and I didn't say anything back, so I know I'm ready to walk on water. Everybody see that? What price, what price have you paid? What, uh, have you really suffered? Everybody understand? <laughs> so you see what, what, what it been? This is the baby that the Lord was talking about. When you're suffering, it don't feel like it's joy, joy, happy, happy. But when you see the benefits, when you change your mind and you have a renewed mind and you see that you've ceased from sin, you're going to name it. That's the baby. Perfection. Living without sin. Does everybody understand that? Look at verse 2. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men but to the will of God. Everybody see that now? So that's the baby. That's what the purpose of having a renewed mind is. When our mind is renewed, our bodies follow. 
and when our bodies follow we're able to yield our instruments our our flesh our body as the instruments of righteousness that's the whole purpose of suffering and listen that's the whole purpose of having a good attitude about suffering being renewed in the spirit of our mind not just going through it but going through it with the right attitude you think about it the children of israel it was meant it was only supposed to be a couple of weeks for them to go from the promise from from egypt to the promised land they were going to go through it to begin with regardless but their attitudes extended it. <laughs> For another 39 years and 50 weeks. So here's my thing. If, if you got to suffer anyway, I don't care if, if what you think is for Christ or not, you're going to suffer. So if you're going to have to go through the wilderness anyway, you might as well get something out of it. Does everybody understand that? We need to make it count. That's what they used to tell us. Make it count. Go through it with the right attitude. Not kicking and screaming every time something happens where you have to do, you know, where your flesh is uncomfortable. Does everybody understand that? Jesus even got on the Pharisees about that. Y'all fast and then you walk around looking like you're fasting. This is the importance of having a renewed mind. It changed, listen, it changes our whole outlook. Our whole outlook. The stuff that used to bother us don't bother us anymore because we see it completely different now. When our minds are renewed, ain't nobody got to pay for what they did to us. Because we understand what it was for. Yeah, the kingdom of darkness might have sent it. But God used it for my good. Does everybody understand that? You go read the book of Job. He came out better than what he started with. He came out better because his attitude was right. His mind was renewed. Does everybody understand that? And I, I'm telling you, if you want to continue to live this Christian life, you better change your mind. God don't want you to be depressed and I'm you ask yourself that question in your heart do I really have joy serving God am I really happy to serve God and I can tell you if you're not if there's any doubt in your mind whatsoever about it and I'm talking about from one side to the other it ain't I don't have good days and bad days they're all good I'm, I'm, does everybody understand that? I'm not sad about anything. To me, whatever God allows to come my way, he allowed it. And it's got to be for my good, so how can I be sad about it? Does everybody understand that? You see how when your mind changed, God, you allowed it. You sent this test. And you've already given me the cheat sheet. And this is an open book test. You ain't taking my Bible away when it's time to take the test. This ministry got over a thousand YouTube videos you can go watch to study for it. Even while you're in the test. 
And you ain't got to watch all thousand of them to figure out which one is for you. We got them titled. <laughs> you go right to the chapter. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? My prayers that our minds would be renewed. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day and we thank you for this word that you spoke to us. And God, we pray that you will help us to walk in this victory that you call us to walk in, Lord. The Bible, your word says that this is the victory, Lord, even our faith. This is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith, Lord, and help us to have faith. Help our minds to be renewed, Lord. Whatever it is that's in our minds and in our hearts that's causing us to refuse what you want to give us, Lord, we ask that you will expose it, that you will remove it, Lord, so that we can accept what you say, so that we can live this life joyfully as you intend for us to live. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters. We thank you all for coming here today. We pray that something was said that have blessed you. Lord willing, will be dismissed, and we pray that you will uh, leave in the spirit of God so that you can continue on in the things that you've heard. All right, now you're dismissed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.